thing on because it's getting ready to be on. Welcome, gangsters. I have no explanation for what happened. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work. I have a high moral standard. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. I think it is time you demonstrated the full power of this station. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to Benson and Those Guys. I am Benson. I'm here with those guys, Zach and Darren. Our show is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Highlighting the stories and the people of faith. It's not a faith program with sports. It's a sports program with faith. Got some champions to crown this week. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors, as well as the Chicago Blackhawks for winning the NBA and NHL titles, respectively. Corey Crawford did a heck of a job goaltending for the Chicago Blackhawks. He was amazing, but... um not necessarily somebody you want to put a live microphone in front of. <laughs> he vowed. He told the Chicago Tribune that he was going to try to be a little more professional than he was two years ago at the previous rally. And then he said into the mic after his team, three days after they won the Stanley Cup, effing right, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he opened his speech and went on to say, I owe it all to the mother's in the crowd. Corey Crawford, not somebody you want a live microphone in front of. That sounds like Chicago. That sounds like Chicago. It's the complete opposite of what he said he was going to do. That. What are you thinking, man? That's what made it humorous. It's like putting a microphone in front of Darren. But congratulations to the Chicago Blackhawks. It was a great series. I highly entertained by it. I was very surprised it went six. I thought that was going the distance, but didn't the Chicago Blackhawks winning their third Stanley Cup in six years? Yeah. Now, do you think that makes them a dynasty, three in six years? Because the San Francisco Giants won three in six years, and all I hear about is how that doesn't make them a dynasty. The Blackhawks win three in six years, and everybody calls them a dynasty. What do you think? What's your your standard for what makes a dynasty? You know, listen, this is my opinion. I'm nobody. Um, well, I'm Benson, uh, but I think you got to win back-to-back. At some point in that stretch, if you win five titles in eight years, at some point you have to have a back-to-back. Neither the Giants or nor the Blackhawks have done that. Not minimizing what they did, they're both tremendous runs. You win three titles in six years, but I I look for that back-to-back. To me, you do that if the if, if either one of them were to do that, then that becomes a dynasty now, in my book. Would would even making it to the championship back to back years make you a dynasty? Because you, can you say the the early '90s Bills were a dynasty, an AFC dynasty, I suppose, yeah. but not an NFL dynasty. You didn't win any championships. It's true. But again, an amazing feat to go to four straight Super Bowls the way they did an AFC dynasty. But earlier this month, the Cleveland Indians, the bullpen received Brandon Moss's 100th home run ball was hit into the bullpen, and they held it hostage. They gave Brandon a list of demands, which included a bunch of Apple products. Apple CEO (laughs) Tim Cook took notice of the ransom note and picked up the pricey tab, including $10,000 or so worth of iPads, Apple Watches, laptops, 
all kinds of stuff. He picked up the tab. Brandon Moss got his home run ball back. Well, on Wednesday, those guys in the bullpen who held it hostage, paid it forward, and donated 12 iPads to the local Boys and Girls Club at Progressive Field in Cleveland. All right, I was about to hate on that until I heard that, because this is why professional athletes go broke. Well, I'm trying to do the math here. $10,000 worth of iPads, Apple Watches, and laptops, and then they donated 12 iPads. They still made out pretty well. There's (laughs) a gap there somewhere that something's missing. Somebody's still got a pretty sweet computer system or something at their home. Oh, yeah. Now, did you see the other night the Tampa Rays, Steven Souza, hits a home run, but not your typical home run, and it doesn't go in the rule book as a home run. This was your Little League standard home run. My man lays down a bunt in the eighth inning. The Nationals field it. It's rainy, it's wet, throws to first, the ball goes into the outfield. Bryce Harper keeps the error parade going, throwing the ball past catcher and into foul territory, goes up along the third base line. Souza scores on a bunt up the third baseline. It's the good old days right there. That's like Little League. You've seen it yeah. a million times. I want to know why he was bunting. He's a big, strong dude. I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if, if he wasn't bunting, we don't have that tremendous story. Here's one of the reasons the Boston Red Sox are, I think, one of the classiest organizations in all of baseball. I really do. I think they are a great organization. I, I, I'm a Yankee fan. I get it. I know you guys are looking at me like that. I think part of it is the time John Henry, owner John Henry, spent in the Yankee organization. I'm, I'm trying to justify it any way I can. Anyway, Clay Schmidt, college student, um, prospect, a couple weeks ago, uh, got a phone call from his doctor, was told that he had a form of cancer, no, nodular, I'm not even going to try it. It's a form of cancer. The Boston Red Sox, however, just hours after beginning his first chemotherapy treatment, he was drafted by the Boston Red Sox in the 2015 Major League Draft. He says his pastor told him that his this is a story that's not being written for him, but for the people that will come after him. Good words from his pastor, class act by the Boston Red Sox. That is pretty cool. Good news for me, being uh, half a century years old. Is that a thing, half a century years old? I Herschel so. Walker is 53 years old and thinks he could still play in the NFL. What? Herschel Walker, he, he's spending his time in the MMA. Still, I mean, I realize professional athletes are, are it's ingrained in their brain to think they're the best and forever think they're the best, but, dude, you broke a 1,000 yards, what, twice in your entire career? You You weren't that awesome. You were good, but. You're 53 now. Let's let's back off of that comment. Herschel Walker was an amazing running back. I don't think you remember. You're too young to really remember Herschel Walker. My man was a tremendous running back. I'm sure he was great, but dude, you're you're He's 53 in great now. shape. I I you know I think he could probably still. There are some older older athletes. You mentioned Michael Jordan off air. Uh, I think that's a guy that could probably come in and play for some teams. He I don't, be, he's I not going to be a serviceable. superstar. Yeah, serviceable. Yeah. He's not going to be a superstar. And you know, most teams now employ two or three running backs that they mix and match. This is football, so, though. This is this, Herschel Walker's last three years in the league. He could barely get off the bench. And you're telling me now at 53 you're going to be better than you were in your last three years in the NFL? Here's Herschel Walker explaining why he thinks he could still play in the NFL. There is not a doubt in my mind, uh, if I played today, 
I can contribute to a team. And let me tell you the reason why. Uh, running backs today don't play every play. They only play like a couple of plays and they go out of the game. Then mm-hmm. you have a guy that I can return kickoffs. You know, I still run very well like I've always ran. So I know I can be a positive thing. In the today's, what he's saying in today's NFL, the running back role is much different than it was in his day. It was, it was a running dependent league in his day. Now Herschel Walker at Georgia was a tremendous college running back. You always knew he had that potential and he was a terrific running back in the NFL. If you remember seeing him, he was a terrific running back. Never became really that superstar, but he is the reason the Dallas Cowboys won those Super Bowls when they traded him to the Minnesota Vikings for a ton of draft picks that led to the, the Troy Aikmans, the Emmett Smiths and, and that era of Dallas Cowboy football. But in a, in a run heavy league that he played in, in 12 seasons, he had 8,225 rushing yards. I feel like if he was so great, he should be better. The stats should be higher. I, I think that's probably a guy that, that could probably still get a couple of runs. I'm not saying, again, he's going to be, he's not going to be Adrian Peterson. At this no time. one is. But if you see him, man, he is in terrific shape. Oh, I'm not saying I'm in better shape than him. He could kill me. But. He's, he's going to run through you. <laughs> Coming up later in today's program, we're going to talk with Don Gordon, former Major League pitcher and missionary with Squared International. We're also, it's Father's Day weekend, so we're also going to have thoughts on, on Father's Day from each of the guys and myself. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. We've been telling you for a few weeks now that the G&T Youth Soccer is registering for both the 14U Division and the extremely popular Happy Five Division for ages 11 and under. Well, the 11U Boys Division is now full and the others are filling quickly. So if you have a young soccer player who wants to play, get registered today. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 15th, continuing through October 3rd. Space is limited, and as we've been telling you, the program is very popular, so don't delay. Registration is now open at gntsoccer.com, gntsoccer.com. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton, the program's been around, serving the community for over 24 years. For more information or to register, visit gntsoccer.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. Before the break, we were talking about Herschel Walker at 53 years old, um, thinking maybe returning to the NFL. He stays in great shape works as an MMA, and I think that's going to segue into what I want to talk about here in in basketball, uh, because I think there's an age gap, uh, obviously, between ourselves. Those guys are much younger than I am. Herschel Walker was a tremendous running back, 
played with a, a number of teams in the NFL, was a terrific college running back, Heisman Trophy winner. He also was a bobsledder in, for the USA team in the Olympics. Uh, born again Christian, he's a fifth degree black belt. He's an amazing athlete. But I think you guys don't look at him the way I do. And I, perhaps I look at him with rose colored glasses, uh, cause I remember him as, as a, as in my younger days as, as a great athlete. And you guys aren't as familiar with him as you might be with AP or some of these modern. This past week, the debate on the NBA's MVP award. And a lot of debate on LeBron James. Is he as good as Michael Jordan? It's very difficult. The game has changed a lot to compare one or the other. Again, I'm a, I'm older than you guys. I'm looking at Michael Jordan and I'm saying, I still think Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. I, I agree with you on that still. And I, I'm old enough to remember watching Michael play and be amazed by him. He's the reason I fell in love with basketball. But LeBron James has, has just did stuff in these finals here's, that MJ never did. Here's the thing with with LeBron. He's two and four in the finals. And I you can't put this in a statistic. But I can tell you, Jordan wouldn't be two and four. There were the, the, Look at the very first game of the series. Jordan would have pulled that game out. Jordan would have won that game. He doesn't. LeBron, just for whatever reason, and I'm not saying he's the best player in the world. He's a terrific basketball player. Here's what LeBron did in the finals this year. He scored or assisted on 66.8% of his team's field goals. That's the highest percentage in the last 45 years. The next closest is MJ at 56.3 and 91. He he led all players, LeBron did, in, in points, rebounds, and assists. And I a think losing he, effort. But he did everything he could do. Like, I'm, I'm very impressed by his finals. Oh, I'm I'm impressed by his finals. That's not the point. He did everything he could do. I, I get it. He didn't have the supporting cast mm-hmm. around him that Jordan had. I've heard all the arguments. We were debating, you and I, the MVP award. You're saying it should have been LeBron's because of the stats. Now, here's where I come out on that. Are you saying most valuable or most dominant player? If you want to change the, the name of the award and call it the most impressive player, the best stats award, the most dominant player in the series. The, but it's called the most valuable player. If you lost, how much value is in that? I'm not debating how good he was. Now, Andre Iguodala had a, had a, had a great series. He was a spark for that Golden State Warriors team. The, the problem I'm having with Iguodala is everyone's saying he shut LeBron down. LeBron had arguably I don't think he shut him down. He no. limited him. He did. James he made shot him tough shots. just over 38% yeah. in the finals. Now, I, you can't shut LeBron James down. He's no. the best player in the world. But last year, uh, Leonard for the, for the San Antonio Kawhi Spurs, Leonard. Kawhi Leonard got the MVP for limiting LeBron James. Yeah. It's all you can do is Same limit thing. him. Exactly right. He's going to get, get his points, but the spark that, that, Igudala provided. Now, here's the other reason that Igudala should have got the MVP, just for his post MVP statements. Man, they were terrific. Saying he wanted to be Steph Curry when he grew up. Yeah, we'll play those in a minute. I just want to make this final point, though. Um, in this debate, again, I I agree with you, Darren. I think that LeBron James is is the best player in the world, and I think he's right up there with Jordan. I don't. Again, I. 
because I'm older than you guys, perhaps I look at him a little different, and maybe you guys are younger, so you're looking at today's player a, a, a little better than I would. Um, I think with time, everything, you look back on things, and everybody was a greater player. It's romanticized. I mean, when I look back on my career as an athlete, all oh, the things I did, half of them aren't true, but you look back <laughs> and, and you think, man, I was really something. And, and that's part of what's going on here. But I think, again, it's the definition of the award, most valuable player. I might have a beautiful carburetor in my car. It's the most valuable piece of equipment in my car. But if the thing doesn't run, what difference does it make what kind of carburetor I got under the hood? To to me, the MVP shows who was the most important player to their team, who elevated their team more than anyone else with their play. And, and that, which it's very rare, I'm not saying this is ever – going to be the norm that was lebron in this series without him the Cavs aren't even close agreed agreed but they the goal's not to lose true the goal's to win and if you didn't win you didn't accomplish the goal it doesn't matter how impressive you were no one on the warriors really stood out to me clay thompson had a pretty bad series steph curry was not as good as he has been Again, you're i felt getting like to the finals and you're playing the the better teams yeah and the spark, I think, was the difference. Now, Igudala had a consecutive game streak. Wow, 758 consecutive games started or something along those lines. This year, he was relegated to uh, a reserve player. Mm -hmm. But when he came in in game four for Andrew Bogut, everything changed. It did. The whole dimension of the, cha of the Warriors changed. They went from a big team to, to playing as a small team, and it, it everything was different. And I think that spark is why he gets the MVP. And then he comes out in the game clincher and puts up, oh, what, 25, 25 points, yeah. five rebounds, five assists. He had in the clinching game a, a terrific game. We're going to play those clips. Here, here's what he said after winning the award. First of all, like, God is great. God is great. Uh, I want to thank all the chaplains across the NBA for helping us out every single night. We got a team full of believers. We all go to chapel before every game. We all believe, and we all say God has a, a, a way for you, a purpose for you. This is my purpose, and I accepted it. I got great teammates. Steph, I want to be just like Steph when I grow up. Just a God-fearing man, great guy. So I think if you don't want Iguodala to have the MVP, if you wanted to give it to LeBron James, Darren, all I can think is you are a, a Christian hater. You're, a, you're, <laughs> you're, you're an anti-Christian. Just, be, just because I disagree with him getting the MVP, it doesn't mean I'm not happy for him because – this is basically what Iguodala has done his entire career to everybody he plays against. His value to a team doesn't always show up in the stat sheets. He slowed LeBron down. He slows a lot of the star players down. He's a defensive guy. So biggest stage, I am happy to see him get recognized for something that he's done his entire career. Yeah, he had a. It was a terrific series. Um, how many times can I say that over? Man, I've been. It I, was a good series. I have fallen in love with the word terrific tonight. <laughs> Have I thought Riley that? Curry should have been the MVP. I don't know what you guys are talking Man, about. Father's Day weekend, that's been a great story, too. I, he always awesome. has his daughter with him. It's, what a it's great nice example. Terrific family, man. See? See what I did there? Worked it in again. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Coming up on the other side, we're going to talk with Don Gordon, former Major League pitcher, missionary with Score International. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys. The show is brought to you by Town & Country. Best solution.
Juventus FC, the Italian champions and one of the best soccer clubs in the world, will be hosting a five-day camp here in Rochester. Coaches from the Juventus Youth Academy are coming all the way from Italy to share the coaching and soccer philosophy of one of the most successful soccer clubs ever. The camp is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 17 who want to improve their level of play. Each participant will experience five days of top quality training and will leave the camp with a brand new Juventus uniform, a participation diploma, and some fantastic memories. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn from the best and show them what you can do. The dates of this amazing camp are July 20th through the 24th at Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton. The cost is $375 and you can register online at abcsportscamps.com forward slash JSC. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Don Gordon joins us once again. He is the International Baseball Director for Score International, a friend of the program and a good friend to me. Don, thanks for being part once again. It's great to talk to you, buddy. Rick Benson, I love your show. I love the guys. It's just always uh, just a great excuse for us to get back together to catch up and brag on Jesus Christ. So thank you. You're a missionary with Score International. I know you've been very busy in the recent months. How many different countries have you traveled to of late? Well, I was out of the out of the country for all of April. I was in three separate countries at that time: Argentina, Costa Rica, and the Dominican. And then um, some people would consider Idaho a foreign country. <laughs> I was also out there, but no. Um, uh, and then you know, just all over the place domestically as well. Been a little while since you've been on with us. Can you give us an idea on what you do as baseball director, international baseball director with SCORE, and what you've been doing on your many travels? Yes, uh, my title actually has nothing to do with what I do. I think it's for the government. (laughs) But uh, really what I do is I try to invest my life into men. And my my great passion is to uh, disciple men, to teach them, God's word, the truth, and uh, that might be my primary passion. And then I do biblical marriage counseling as well, which is, if you know what the word discipleship means, um, it's just another form of discipleship. And and uh, just taking God's word and bringing it to bear on people's issues and problems. <clears throat> and I can tell you, Rick, um, when people you know listen to God's word, uh, there's a hundred percent success when they do it. I know I've needed it in my life many times, and, and so when we apply it, it's, it's always always very helpful. A lot of churches use the term discipleship, but I know you prefer the term disciple making. Can you explain mm-hmm. why you prefer that difference? Yeah, I, I stole that from Jesus Christ Himself because in the Great Commission, which actually our Bible don't say that that's our word. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus said, of all the things he could have said when he left the earth, he said this, go into the world and make disciples, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I've commanded you to obey, and lo, I am with you to the end of the age. And basically he said, go make disciples. And that means go make followers of Jesus Christ. That's why, why I use the word disciple making, and it's not original with me, obviously. And it's, it's, it's a little bit of a difference between discipleship, which involves small groups and growth, whereas disciple making is typically one to one, man to man, woman to woman. You were a part of four organizations when you played professionally, plus you played several years of off-season ball in the Latin leagues. How did God use that experience to prepare you for what you're doing today? Yeah, it was such a blessing. You know, we moved 33 times in 10 years, and that's not a complaint. My wife is the true hero because, you know, I basically got on a plane or a bus and met the team where she had to, you know, shut down the apartment, get back the, the rental furniture, close the phone, this and that. But uh, really, it just opened up our eyes and our experience to see many different things. And some of those things involve, you know, being exposed to missionaries overseas and seeing how they, they did things and how the church operated in different countries and different cities. And so God gave us a wide range of experiences. But it just it just forced us and forced me to stay consistent in the Bible, God's Word, which gives perspective as you're moving around so much. It just gives another layer of experience. So it really, it really was a, you know, predication and a, a forerunner to what, what we're doing today and what I'm doing. So it was, it was just, just a great blessing to play overseas, to play 10 years here. And, and I just, I'm so thankful for that. We're talking with missionary Don Gordon, the international baseball director with Score International. Major League Baseball has been having a number of young prospects making their big league debut this season. Do you still remember when you first got the call and the first batter you faced? I do. Uh, the first batter was uh, Larry Parrish, not Lance Parrish, with the Texas Rangers in 1986. And I really never got the call, Rick. Um, I made the team, the Toronto Blue Jays, out of spring training in 1986. And our first game was in Texas against the Rangers at Arlington Stadium, and uh, I basically went up to the pitching coach, Al Widmore, who I liked very much, and said, Al, am I on this team? He says, he said, you're here, right? So I said, oh, I guess I made the team, and now I can call my mother and my wife and my friends. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I do remember that, and uh, unfortunately, Mr. Parrish had an 80 hopper up the middle. That's a way to say uh, it was a cheap hit. <laughs> up, up the middle, but anyway, I'm glad I'm, I'm here to tell about it. There's so much pressure on rookies to make the most of their opportunities when they get them. What about the great number of players who never make it? What kind of effect does perceived failure have on a man? And I know you work with a lot of men in your ministry, and does that create ministry opportunities for you in those situations? Absolutely. A lot of guys, you know, um, at one point when we lived in Arizona, you know, I was the chaplain for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and we had upwards of 70, 80 players come into a Bible study in spring training, which that's now expanded into different locations in Arizona. But when we were out there, uh, many times it was, it was a guy's injury, or perhaps they were becoming a father for the first time, or they were, you know, demoted or released. 
And those were all opportunities to, to get to a man's heart and ask him, you know, what's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of this? Where, you know, you, you thought this was going to happen, but this has happened. What's your, what's your perspective on this now? So yeah, those were outstanding opportunities. And I just want to say also that I was reading an article the other day about uh, Tommy John. And he made the, the impression that, you know, the players now, every, you know, leave everything on the field, you know, it, it, everything's 100%. And he was saying that, you know, that's really just not reality. That's just not how, not how the game was played when he played, and he played, you know, 26 years in the big leagues. And I thought that was a, a good, healthy perspective because players today are taught if you're not giving, quote, unquote, 100% on everything, then you're really not. Um, using the talent properly, and um, I don't know if if baseball is a microcosm of life. You know, I don't believe we're supposed to live life like that. Don, tomorrow's Father's Day, and uh, you know, if this is too personal, I apologize. But you have a very tragic experience involving your father. Can you share that and how God worked through that experience in your life? Sure. Thank, thanks for the opportunity. Um, and, you know, I don't share this for sympathy or anything, but this is my story. It's, it's obviously personal, but, but hey, it's, this is part of my life. It's part of who I am. But as a 12-year-old, uh, my mother, we grew up in New York City, and my mother said, go get your father. I think he's in the garage. And I was late for school that day, and I went out there. Um, we had Gordon's limousine service, and and so the limousine was out in the garage, and I walked out there, and there was my father you know, sitting behind the, the steering wheel, kind of slumped over. And, you know, as I approached the car, he opened the door, and there was a funny smell in the garage. And you know, I pushed him, and I said, you know, I was just kind of shaking him to wake him up. And I could just tell it was dead weight. He wasn't going to wake up. And I knew in my, even as a 12-year-old, I was a discerning spirit, you know, just that, I uh, thought he was dead, and you know, sure enough, he was. And I just kept saying, "Dad, wake up! Dad, wake up! Wake up!" And and he wouldn't wake up. And and you know, so I just sort of froze. Um, and then you know, I was thinking, you know, how am I going to tell my mother this? And I just remember the walk into back into the kitchen through the backyard, up the back stairs, and and um, you know, telling my mother, which of course was time I'll never forget just because of the screams and the moans in the morning that came out of my mother's mouth and, and you know it changed everything for our family at that point. What an awful and difficult thing for a young man, a boy really, to have to deal with. How has God used that experience in your life? The first thing I'll say is as a twelve year old, you know, I thought and this is really hard, but I thought it was good uh for my father to be dead, only because of the the kind of man he was the abuses in my family to, to my mother, um, you know, his wife, obviously. Um, and I just thought it would be better. But the sad thing about that is um, a 12-year-old boy should never be thinking that about his, his father. So, you know, God has, has worked with me through that uh, my, whole, my whole life, you know, since then. And... Um, you know, I do a message when I'm out there speaking about voices, and there's basically four voices, Rick, that uh, that we can listen to. One is God's voice. That's obviously through his word, the Bible. Number two is Satan's voice. Number three is our own flesh, 
what we say to ourselves. And you remember the Bible verse, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then there's the voice of others. So there's, there's four main voices. And I can just tell you that I'm sure my father heard some pretty nasty voices. And, you know, and my, my oldest brother committed suicide as well. And, and I've had three other brothers die in addition. So my father and four brothers, you know, but I, I promise you, they, they were hearing certain voices. And, and at some point, they, they gave in to those voices. That's why I love God's Word, the Bible, and I can renew my mind every day, sometimes many times a day, in the Word of God. Because that's where true peace comes from, that's where true perspective comes from. And so in that sense, uh, my father's death uh, was a, a jump-off point for that. But, but um, also... You know, the scripture in Psalm 146.9 says, The Lord protects strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widow, but he thwarts the way of the wicked. So I really sense, even though I was not walking with the Lord as a young man until I was 24, I, I sense God's hand was there somewhere. And now, of course, I sense it very strongly in my life because I try to stay close to God. And more importantly, he stays close to me. Also, I just want to add that, you know, after I was saved, one of the first persons I forgave in my heart was, was my father. So I don't stand here saying, you know, I hate my dad or he's this or that. I would never say that because of, because of forgiveness. You know, the, the fifth commandment says to honor your mother and father. And it doesn't say honor them only if they're honorable or if they're good parents or so on and so forth. And it says to honor them. So, so I don't want this to be dishonoring to my father at all, because he's forgiven by me, and and uh, and I want to honor him just because the Bible says to do that. Isn't it wondrous how God is able to use something like that for His honor and His glory, and for the good in your life? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, there's there's a reason why God gives children a mom and a dad. And when the dads do a great job and they're the spiritual leader of the home and, and they, they do the best they can in raising their children, you know, raising their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, I mean, God honors that. It doesn't mean things are smooth or things are perfect. With being obedient to the Lord, God gives a perspective on those things. And, and that's where the real peace comes from. How old were you when you first came to know Christ and who was it that led you to the Lord? I was uh, 24, I think. Um, I was playing double-A baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, basically, I had been led to Christ by a bunch of different people. My, my college coach, John Hunton, at South Carolina, you know, Coach Hunton had actually discipled Bobby Richardson, the Yankee great, and so Coach was, was a huge influence on me as I watched his life. And then when I got into pro baseball, I went to a program called Good Baseball Chapel. I heard these testimonies all over the place about the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's my Savior. He's, you know, he saved me from my sin and myself and this and that. I'm going, is this a conspiracy? I'm hearing the same thing in California and Tennessee and New York and 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 so I just really started to listen with my heart and my soul. And ultimately, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ on a hotel room floor in Columbus, Georgia, by myself 
uh, with my little green Gideon's New Testament, and I you know, repented of my sins. I confessed all of them to Christ. I invited him uh, to be my Lord and my Savior, and I surrendered my life to him at that point. And you've never had any problems since, right? Exactly. Only every day. Because, <laughs> and the big problem is two letters, M-E, me. <laughs> We're talking with missionary Don Gordon, former Major League pitcher, international baseball director with SCORE International, and a missionary. Missionaries are true servants of God, and the reality is they need support. And you, of course, do a lot of traveling using baseball to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that costs money. Certainly, we can all be in prayer for you, but how can our audience support you financially? Well, they can, they can go to the SCORE website, scorehintl, S-C-O-R-E-I-N-T-L dot O-R-G, and look up uh, Supporting Missionaries, and we'll be under the American uh, Missionaries, and they could support us that way. If people would like to receive our newsletter, you know, once every six weeks it comes out, we'd be happy to put them on a mailing list. And uh, we just, we really covered people's prayers more than anything. Obviously, we, we've got to pay the light bill, as they say, but, but prayer is, is most key. You mentioned prayer. Is there anything specific that you're facing that we can pray for you? Well, my son is not walking with the Lord. Uh, my two daughters are walking very closely with Christ. And our son, Andrew, is a great kid. He loves me. He loves his mother. He's just sort of out there right now, spiritually, just not really interested at all. And so that would be my highest prayer request. Secondly, yes, we do need support. This time of year, for whatever reason, support always goes down. So if, if people out there would be willing to say just a little prayer for us, for the Father, for, for Andrew, and our support, that would just be awesome. Well, we'll be praying for you, my friend. I know I'll be praying that God will keep you strong. I know you got an intense summer schedule in front of you, a full summer of camps up at Word of Life in Scroon Lake, not to mention the camp you do in Pennsylvania every single year. We'll be asking God to bless your work and your ministry, and I just want to thank you for joining us, and thank you for all you do with SCORE International. Well, Rick, thank you, and um, I just want to tell your listeners out there the word Father. Uh, God himself gave us men the title Father, those of us that have children, and that's the same title that he has. And the word Father it literally means originator of life. So, so I just want to encourage dads to be dads. You don't have to be perfect. Again, as Father's Day comes around, we just, you know, listen to the Lord's prayer, which really is the disciples' prayer. It begins with our Father who art in heaven. So just a reminder again of just to be thinking about what is a Father? Where does it come from? What's it all about? What's my role? And uh, do I need to change anything? But Rick, I love you. I appreciate you so much. And great to hear your voice too. Now it's good to talk to you. Hopefully I'll get a chance to Get to see you at some point over the summer. That would be awesome, brother. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Rick. All right. Bye-bye. Don Gordon joining Benson and those guys. Missionary was scored international, had a very nice professional baseball career, but has made his greatest impact in the cause for Christ and just in his tireless ministry as a servant for Jesus Christ. You're listening to Benson and those guys. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We talk a lot about the different G&T athletics that are offered. Do you know there's a swim camp? Oh, really? I like swimming. 
Well, it's not for you. It's for your kids starting ages three, four years kind old. As long as they could put their face in the water for at least three seconds, <laughs> that's a level one swimmer. Oh, all right. They have a, The camp is July 6th to the 10th. It goes from noontime to 5 p.m., to, depending on what level is level one. Five level hours two. of swimming for, for no, kids? No, no, no. There's different classes. Oh, You've okay, got level okay. one, level three, level four, level two. You've got all these different levels. So you sign up for, I don't know, it's an hour, hour and a half. It's what if I don't months. know how to swim? That's what this camp is for. It you said it wasn't you. for me. I want to learn how to swim. Well, I, it's for your kids. It's not for you. Can I join with them? $50, your kid learns how to swim. But I'm surprised that you guys, you guys are young enough. I'm surprised you guys haven't done this. Um, this camp has been around for a while. My wife always talks about doing it. Maybe I should. Well, you can't. You're not getting it. This you're you're such a moron. I want to swim for your kids. Fine. Starting at your how old? Are, well, it doesn't matter. Three starting at ages three or four. If they could put their face in the water for a few seconds without freaking out, then this camp mm. is for them. July sixth through tenth, you can sign up. Gantathletics.info. That's gantathletics.info. July sixth through the tenth, twelve p.m. to five p.m. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. Always good to catch up with our friend Don Gordon and man, what a what a tragic story. Um, yeah, you know, what a tough thing that he had to deal with in, in relation to his father um, finding him passed away, had taken his own life. Father's Day, of course, is tomorrow. You know, God turned that thing around, used it for for good in Don's life. But what do you what do you think about when you think about Father's Day? I think about all the time my dad spent with me in the yard playing catch, taking me to, to Amherst games, Red Wing games. It, it, for as long as I can remember, I've had a love for sports, and I, it definitely comes from my father. When I think about uh, my dad and my childhood, I think about uh, the time we used to spend going to Bill's games. He would try to take me to a game just about every year or every other year, and um, we would use the, the drive to and from Buffalo just to catch up, talk about, what was going on in my life, what was going on in his life, and just, you know, connect on a chance that maybe we didn't get to do every day. You know, I'm somewhat envious when I hear of those situations. I didn't have my father growing up. My father was distant. He would breeze in every couple of years, make some promises, breeze out. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, for sympathy, like as Don said when he was telling his story. I'm not looking for sympathy, but it, it was different for me. Other kids would do things with their dad. You guys talk about doing things with your dad, and that's where you – I had a couple of moments, you know, a, a random Sunday afternoon here or there where I'd see a game with my dad on the TV, but my stepdad was actually a bigger part of my life, and unfortunately he was um, 
It was an abusive relationship where he was alcoholic, but I do remember it being very special the couple of times that we had a catch. And I learned from from the absentee, from the abuse, uh, I learned from that that I didn't want to be those men. I wanted to be a better dad to my children. And you think of the home, the, the leadership that the father brings to a home and I wanted to show and reflect Christ to my children and I and I hope I've done that and you just the different things you can take from that. Don discovers his dad passed away. You know, and what he took from that. My father, my stepfather abusive, my real father was uh, my biological father was uh, more absentee and from that I took it to I wanted to be a better example of Christ. You guys have your father. There made me think back to Chris Coglin, when we interviewed Chris Coglin, it's just ironic because Don, what made me think about it, Don had been discipling Chris earlier when, when right before I called him, he and Chris are working through the Book of Romans, but uh, Chris's dad, of course, passed away. He used that as fuel to, um, it fueled his baseball careers. He just played baseball, 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 and it was baseball that actually he got into the major leagues, he, he became a professional player, and, and that's when he came to know Christ. So, kind of a a, a tragic string of events, but through that, God is glorified through the salvation of Chris Coglin. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to be a downer, just the different experiences we all have with our dads, and it is Father's Day. Um, want to encourage the dads out there to be all they can to those kids. We had Darren Gray on a few weeks ago, uh, Darren of allprodad.com. Uh, I've signed up for their daily devotional and it's been terrific i've really enjoyed it uh by the way i just worked in terrific again <laughs> i'm telling you i'm loving that word tonight but allprodad.com has been really a tremendous site you can go there um a lot of great stuff for dads but father's day tomorrow happy father's day to all the dads we're going to take one more break and then when we come back we're going to have some unreasonable rants some pests of the week we got a useless bit of information for you from zach you're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country, Best Solutions. Hey! We've been telling you for a few weeks now that the G&T Youth Soccer is registering for both the 14U Division and the extremely popular Happy Five Division for ages 11 and under. Well, the 11U Boys Division is now full, and the others are filling quickly. So if you have a young soccer player who wants to play, Get registered today. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning August 15th, continuing through October 3rd. Space is limited, and as we've been telling you, the program is very popular, so don't delay. Registration is now open at gntsoccer.com, gntsoccer.com. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. The program's been around serving the community for over 24 years. For more information or to register, visit gntsoccer.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. 
Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Welcome back to Benson and Knowles, guys, at BTG Program, if you want to follow us on Twitter. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies. Haven't been saying that a lot this year, but a classic prank on Cole Hamels, who, of course, has been the subject of trade rumors now for uh, really many weeks, but, of course, it's uh, been going on for really, what, a couple of years at this point. But he comes back. They were on a nine-game losing streak, the game they, they won to break that, to break that streak, he comes back, the clubhouse opens up, and he finds his locker empty and his nameplate gone. <laughs> Congratulations to the Phillies who pulled that prank. Of course, he's not been traded. He's still with the Philadelphia Phillies as of the time we're recording this, but a classic prank. Baseball players love pranks. Speaking of Phillies pitchers, did you see what happened to Jeff Francoeur this week? No. The Phillies brought him in to pitch because they, they were getting crushed 19-3 oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. by the Orioles. Well, somebody in the bullpen left the phone off the hook, so they could not get a hold of the bullpen to warm up another pitcher. So Frank Corr, who's a right fielder, gets left in to throw 58 pitches. Was it that far to run somebody out there? I guess. You, you can't, like, text somebody out there? Write it on a baseball like Kevin Costner in that movie, For the Love of the Game, you know, <laughs> and send it up. Hey, we need a reliever? Well, left the phone off the hook. I've done that. Don't you have a cell phone? That's I what guess, I'm saying. I guess you can't use it because we all know Pablo Sandoval. Oh man, and his Instagram thing. This was an interesting debate this week on Twitter, sparked by Richard Sherman. He sends this tweet out that I'm more convinced than ever that no athletes have to be more mentally prepared than football players. Well, of course, that took exception from uh, different people throughout the sports world. Caroline Wozniacki, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., um, which kind of got me thinking, mentally prepared... Man, which is it? What sport do you have to be most mentally prepared for? I, I think Sherman has a point. You got 11 guys on the same side of the ball all trying to run the exact same play. They all got their assignments. You know, it's it's disguised and called something that you don't want the other team to know. And as Zach pointed out in the break, by the way, you also have to study film on the other team and, and, and be able to recognize their play. So not only is your playbook vast, but you're also learning a new team's playbook Dale basically Earnhardt. every year. Dale Earnhardt Jr. says 43 race car drivers at 200 mile an hour inches from each other takes it to a whole new level. I kind of get down with that, man. That is a stressful situation. You have to be mentally tough to handle. Knowing that at any point, we've all seen the highlights, the cars are going to go flipping through the air. You're inches apart at 200 miles an hour. I think the toughest part of that job is having to pee in your suit. But I mean, I mean, I'm, to the I'm with Zach on that. <laughs> if, if you gotta go and, and you're stuck on the track, and if you're a NASCAR driver, though, you kind of know what the other guys are going to do because eventually they're just going to turn left, just like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline Wozniacki, of course, tennis star. She says, uh, being out on the court alone, I, I can see where she's going, but I'm not quite buying into that, and I don't buy the golf thing where those that say you got to be mentally tough because there you're also out alone. You see those guys and a camera shutter throws them off their game. Yeah. Um, not <laughs> Someone really makes a sound. That. Jose Bautista mentioned that I have less than half a second to make a decision. Have to lock, lock, have to lock in. 
another good choice there. Baseball, yeah, man. But pick. Sherman said mentally preparing. Like, I, the football players, hands down. One of the best stories I ever heard, and being the half a second that you have, Wade Boggs um, used to, you, you see the rotation of the pitches. One time Wade Boggs, I forget who the umpire was. It might have been Ted Barrett. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Wade Boggs asked for a ball to be taken out of play. He said there was a dot on the ball that was serving as a distraction, and he couldn't see the laces. Man, that blew my mind. When the umpire took it out and he sees his dot on the ball, just his little pencil marking was enough to distract him from seeing those from the rotation of the ball. You know, another great hitter. I remember seeing this growing up. Edgar Martinez, he used to have numbers written on baseballs coming out of the pitching machine, like flying at him. And he would just train his eye to pick up and read the number. Well, there's got to be a certain degree of mental toughness to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and to, I guess maybe I'm, I said that wrong. I said mental toughness, mental preparation. Those are probably two different things. And I think the reality of this, this, this debate that went on on Twitter was probably, it was fun in spirit and, and it is a, a fun debate, but I don't think there's a winner in that debate. You, to reach that level, to reach the top of your game, you have to be mentally prepared to go to reach that level. That's what makes those guys different. The successful professional athlete is the rarest of breeds because not only are they exceptionally physically gifted, but to have the mental preparation and toughness to be able to put up with the grind that these athletes go through, is it's just unbelievable. Speaking of mental toughness, Andrew McCutcheon has changed his game. Now, I'm going to let Zach give you this bit of useless information, but this is less useless and more supporting our decision here on this program to be official Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> um, one of these days, maybe she'll come on the program. But you know we love her on this show. Well, why don't you tell us the useless information you have about Andrew McCutcheon? Well, Andrew McCutcheon had been slumping. He had an 0 for 4 game. So on May 25th, he changed his walk-up song to Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Since then, he's batting three eighty-one with 15 RBI. So he's, he's successfully turned things around after that 0 for 4. Zach, with his useless information, that puts a lot of, a, a lot of pressure on you, Darren, because we had a Taylor Swift mention, so that's already going to be a highlight of the show, but here's Darren with his unreasonable rant. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs. I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what happened. The highlight of the show. I'm not going to let our fans down. The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's unreasonable rant. Father's Day is tomorrow and I couldn't be more happy. It's the single greatest holiday in the world. Fathers should get an entire week off of work it's the single toughest job there is think about all they do they get up early they go to work they work hard make all the money and then come home and mow the lawn fix the gutters and fix the dishwasher which is pointless in my opinion since he already has a manual dishwasher and his wife but whatever honestly though what does she do all day make sandwiches and pick up after the kids that's not difficult you know what is though working all day Fixing everything in the house that your wife apparently can't do and then playing with the kids. It's tiring, man. 
Dads are superheroes. Moms are just complainers who get way too much attention for doing their job. Just keep watching the kids making dinner and stay out of the voting booth. It's men that built America, men that run America, and men that defend America. So let's raise our glass to all the dads out there, myself included. We the real MVPs. The only thing more obvious than that is the Astros needing to hire a better IT department. The ladies are gonna love you. You are a despicable human being. It is just troubling how awful a human being you are. In fact, I'm going to give you an opportunity to save yourself. Let's start with you on your Pest of the Week. <laughs> My Pest of the Week is uh, former NBA official Tim Donahue. While he was in jail, he ratted out uh, fellow inmates for gambling and then joined a white power gang to avoid retribution. First of all, he ratted out inmates for gambling while he himself was in prison for gambling. You've got to be kidding me. Then to avoid getting paid back, he became some sort of racist? I, I have no idea how prison gangs work, but I guarantee you simply shaving his head wasn't all he had to do to be accepted by the group. This guy is garbage, and he's most definitely earned uh, my Pest of the Week nomination for him. My Pest of the Week is the newspaper The Korea Times. Uh, the day after the Chicago Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup, the Korea Times posted a headline congratulating the Chicago Bears for winning the Stanley Cup. They got their Chicago sports franchises a little confused. Yeah, that that's a different thing. Speaking of the Stanley Cup, the NHL is my best of the week. I know there was severe weather. I know there was road closures, flooding, slowing traffic down. But you need to have the Stanley Cup there when you're planning to give it away to a winning team. The fact that it was late, the fact that police escort reportedly had to get up to a hundred miles an hour to get that thing there. If you were watching the game, there was just that awkward, what's going on? The Stanley Cup is not in the building yet. And it is one of the best presentations in all of sports. It is the best trophy in sports. The Stanley oh, yeah. Cup is tremendous. And the history behind it, the tradition, and they make a big deal when they bring it out. But there was just, as good as it was, there was an awkwardness to it because it wasn't in the building. Where is the Stanley Cup? Is it even going to get there on time? And then when Gary Bettman comes out to introduce it, uh, to introduce the Conn Smythe winner, there's no introduction of Bettman. It's just, he just comes out and starts talking. Is that, do you think that was to avoid booze and, and? I think so. Cause nobody likes him. Nobody. I mean, it, it, the whole thing was weird. And even in spite of that, it was awesome at the same time. When you see the Stanley Cup, these guys come out wearing their white gloves and they're carrying that thing out there. It is just a tremendous presentation. And once again, congratulations to the Chicago Blackhawks. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. And I love the stories with Golden State and the amount of believers on that team and Andre Iguodala getting the MVP and Steph Curry. The wonderful example he gave us with his daughter Riley at the press conferences. I know there was a little bit of debate on that. Should she, what should he have her there? Should he shouldn't? But I, you know, being a, a, you just love to see the display of family. For me, I, I really enjoy seeing her there. That that was the most important thing to him was that relationship with his daughter there. Um, you're listening to Benson and those guys. Our show is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program. You can visit our website btgprogram.com. By the way, if you want to hear any of our interviews or previous broadcasts, you can find them there on the website, BTG 
Program.com. Happy Father's Day to all you dads. If your dad is, is around and you're able to, give him a call. Let him know you love him. Happy Father's Day from Benson and those guys.